Hey, hey, everyone. I'm Katie McGregor-Bennett, your host of Connecting Tech and Design. I've got a great show today, although I think I probably say that every time, and it's not because I think the show is great, but because I think the content's really great. You're totally going to enjoy it. I've got Chris Lomergins of LG Squared with me today. You might have heard me talk about Chris in the past. Veronica Miller and I spent some time with Chris on a Design Uncut program a few months ago, where we explored the high-performance home and all that goes into it. Now, it was during this session that I kept hearing this phrase, high-performance home, high-performance home, and you know me on the tech side, I just, I, and I'm a communicator. And so I kept going, you know what? High performance home in my world means something a little bit different. And I've heard that it also is being equated to something kind of different over in the design world. So lo and behold, if I didn't ask Chris to come on back and have this conversation, potato, potato, high performance home, high performance audio, high performance design, we're going to sort this all out today. I don't know if we're going to solve it, but we're at least going to have the conversation. We're going to sort out at least where these different uh, uh, terms and uh, and titles should be used in your conversation on the design, build, and integration side. So once again, Chris Lomer-Giddens of LG Squared, thank you for joining me today, sir. How are you? Katie, I am doing very well, and I'm so uh, glad to be here. Thank you. Thank you for having us so we can straighten this out, <laughs> what, it, this what it means. Out. Exactly. Exactly. You know, it was so funny when when you and Veronica and I were talking, and I I kind of felt it. I started to get this switch because like, wait, I've been at home. So that means that I've I've been trained to think that that is something different, and I was just fascinated by by the fact that we've, as far as we've gone, and as far as we've gotten, um, as far as adjacent trades, as I call them, the design, build, and integration trades, that we each individually are using a term that has a slightly different meaning um, to to the work that we do and ultimately to the experience of the customer or the expectation of of, right. the, of the customer. So I wanted to kind of dig into that today. And, and we're going to focus okay. on high-performance homes. But I, I definitely help me help, kind of take us beyond that, because as I understand it, there are additional terms and terminology that kind of yeah. go along with that, which I guess it's yep. muddy the water a little bit, but uh, yep. but uh, kick us uh, kick us off a, a little bit um, first on what you guys do at LG Squared and uh, and tell us all about Jody and what you guys do, and then yeah. uh, and then we'll dive into topic for sure. Well, uh, awesome. Well, Jody Jody's the real superstar. She started this company back in 2006. Uh, she was brave enough to go out on her own and start doing residential design for you know existing uh, and new construction. And held on to that for a few years until the economy did its thing and forced us out of Florida. And we ended up in Atlanta, Georgia, where I had a pretty good job for about a year uh, working for a high-end restaurant design firm. And being the last person in before the crash, uh, I was the first one out. And so I ended up, you know, I was unemployed for a little while and found a company that uh, taught building science and, and uh did HVAC design with for residential projects. And so I, I spent a couple of years doing that and it was just focusing on the science of it all. And of course, going into it, I'm like, I don't really want to design mechanical systems, but uh, it was either that or stay on unemployment. And so I was like, this is great, a great opportunity to learn more. And the building science was very intuitive to me. It just, it just came, I understood it immediately. And I said, well, we need to, you know, I'll just embrace this. So for two years we did, we got one, one design for a, for a home and an apartment uh, uh, project while I was there. And then the, the next project after that, that was sort of the breaking point. And I said, well, I'll just, I've got these clients and, and it was a good time for us to, to separate from that, uh, that union. And so then for a couple of years, I was doing a lot of HVAC and some consulting. And then eventually we got enough work to where both of us, Jody and I were uh, full-time designing houses. And then uh, this high performance home uh, was a thing started to become a thing energy efficiency and green building was a big thing back from 2008 forward you know with all the stimulus package uh, rebates and everything and so people were calling us on on consulting side and the HVAC side and, and not necessarily for full homes yet because they weren't investing but they finally did and then and then it was like well we started creating this niche of high performance homes and the owners were saying, well, who's going to build it because this is a new thing and we've got these great details, great designs. And so uh, an owner just said, Hey, can you guys build our house for us? And so uh, I went out got my license as a general contractor and started doing that. And so now we have this holistic approach, which is really appealing to a lot of the, the owners is of course, not only do they want to see the architectural details 
uh, executed, but the, 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 all of this, this building enclosure, uh, these building enclosure details that are keeping them comfortable, healthy, uh, and keeping the bugs out, keeping the good air in, the bad air out, and really just you know finding someone to do that is difficult. And so we we've been doing that now for for several years, and that's our niche. You know, Jody Jody and I work together from start to finish. I spend most of my time on the technical and construction side, and she's spends a lot of her time on the design and interior design uh, for the, for the, for the structure, but we collaborate throughout the entire process, uh, design through construction. And, uh, we've, so we've got this little niche here and it's, um, we're helping navigate the industry through that, through our blog and, and YouTube channel and, uh, webinars and presentations throughout the country. So it's, uh, that's where we're at. Yeah. Yeah. And you guys are based in Atlanta, but you work. Uh, yeah, we're, yeah, we're all over the country. Uh, I've gone down to ba- gone down to the Bahamas for a pro- for a project. Uh, worked a lot with people in Canada, um, and but 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 the science is it works everywhere. We all we need to do is understand the climate, and the climate. There's information about the climate all over the place, all over the internet. It's I mean it's all published, and it's all the the same research goes into everything that we do. So we just need to you just give me a location. And I can I can design a house for that location based on based on that data that's that's available. So and of course, just you know, style and things like that's that's all just part of being understanding the 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 you know the local uh, architecture and the a local style and the requirements there. So all of that we can design anywhere in the world. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so a high performance home by, by definition does not, does not define a style, a look, a feel um, per se of, of a, of a residence. It instead. Right. It (laughs) is instead. Yes. It's instead, instead it it is, it is fine craftsmanship. Uh, It really is what it comes down to because uh, a lot of uh, this, you know, going back to green building and, and energy, energy efficient homes and solar passive solar homes and all that, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a connection to having, you know, solar panels and spray foam and certain products that are associated with these super efficient and super green homes that really needs to be disconnected from that because that can apply to any project, whether it's a new home or, you know, poorly built home or a poorly built commercial building. And really what it is, it's about the process, which is what craftsmanship is. So you can take any material and product and create something that's beautiful or that performs really well. So like your, you know, the, the front door, if somebody custom makes the front door and they got the hinges, everything is in sync. If everything's perfect, it performs really well. I mean, you, you, you know, you turn the handle and it's like, well, that's really smooth. And it, you know, it latches really nice. There are no, there's no rubbing everywhere. That's good performance. That's craftsmanship. And so the, the taking that craftsmanship into what people are calling high performance or energy efficiency, that's, that's looking at, you know, the building enclosure, which is like the exterior skin of the building, the, the cladding all the way to the drywall. And that it, it's also called an environmental separator. So your inside environment and your exterior environment. And so that's what the high performance craftsmanship is uh, refers to. And that's, but it's the same contractor. It's the same company that's looking, it's putting together that assembly that's putting together the, the crown molding and the trim that you want also to be beautiful. But yes, it's, the stuff on the exteriors behind the walls, you don't see that in the inside, but it ends up being beautiful and being well-built. And that's what gives you this high performance. And it's it's a way to look at, and my definition of it is a definition of high performance. And it's, everybody's gonna have a different, you know, uh, perspective on it and based on their level, you know? So if you're, if you what I consider super high performance, maybe, ridiculously beyond what I would, anyone would need, but to them, high performance, super high performance might mean just an extra inch or two of, of insulation. So it's, there's a, there is a, there's not a definition that says this is the, you know, what high performance means. It's not defined in the dictionary, but it is basically that's, 
I look at it as durable craftsmanship. That's kind of how I approach it. Yeah. And it was as I was doing my research for for this program, even though we had already kind of we, we've kicked this tire quite a bit already in prior yeah. in prior conversation. Yeah. But as I really, you know, I kind of started to get a little cerebral about it, where it's like, you know, God, this is just really fascinating to me. And and as we had talked about before we started recording today, where it really became intriguing to me, it was as a as a communicator. I'm I'm a connector and a communicator, and so I'm trying yeah. to connect these adjacent trades and create a more uh, cohesive and meaningful conversation um, and and to, to help uh, start answering some of the questions that exist or to create clarity where it doesn't currently exist. And so I, you know, I'm kind of, I'm totally getting hung up on, on this term because now yeah. shifting over as you've presented it over on the AV and on the tech side of the world, when we're talking about high performance, anything yeah. that there typically is a direct correlation, unfortunately to high end and therefore high Nice. Um, and you know, and those the the those all tend to go together. And so, you know, we we use the term very um, we we use it often, but it's yeah. it, with that comes a specific lifestyle, and even down to the makeup of the individual that we visualize when we're talking about a high right. performance audio enthusiast, for, for, for instance. I mean, there's that, right. that terminology is an audiophile and an audiophile is a very unique individual yeah. in, in terms of what they're looking for from their musical experience. Right. And, and there are some connecting points as I'm listening to you talk about the craftsmanship. That certainly is a big thing. And oftentimes in, in high performance audio, for instance, mm-hmm. that that's going to be a hand built thing. And whether it's a tube amplifier or a speaker or a whatever, you know, there, there definitely is a great amount of craftsmanship going in there. So we've got it. We've got a great correlation there. I think where I start to, to go, okay, but how do we, how do we growl this and make sure that we're, <laughs> we're using the term, you know, across yeah. trades in such a way that that does become meaningful is I start getting worried about the price comparison then mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. in talking with you. And, and, you know, now this is kind of, I'm setting you back up again is, is does a high performance home phrase in your world, does that also equate to where that price point for that build might be, or is not necessarily what's, what's to give? Yeah. There? Yeah. And, and that, this goes back to what I was saying before about this, like it's all relative, right? I mean, everybody's got their own, definition of and what they think of as high performance i mean that we have there are people in the industry who are considered the fathers you know the father of building science this guy called doc we call him dr joe and he's um you know he's defined he's written these books and he's defined what how to build a house really well and you you know talking about more insulation and tighter and better water management and all of these things. And people read these. I've got homeowners that come with these manuals to, to our first design meeting and say, I want to, I want to apply all of these techniques to, to, to my house. And I say, well, you can't afford it. So go away. You know, not well, (laughs) no, I mean, we talk about it and I say, that's not (laughs) like, it's, I would never say that, of course, but it's, but it's, it's something that I I would love to do that for you. And, and I know from experience, we've tried that and we've actually done that on projects. And these are million, multi-million dollar projects that we can do that on where you're really going to that extreme. But I think that, you know, again, where you define it in in the very beginning of a design process, when you meet with a client and they say, you know, I want, I want a high performance home. And of course they're seeing it tagged on a lot of different, you know, blog posts or video or something. And they say, yeah, that sounds good to me. And now I want that. And so they'll just throw the term at you and say high performance. And I'm always, I have an interview, I interview them on this. Okay, tell me what you mean by high performance. And so there's, I've gotten a variety of this. I've gotten, you know, up from just, oh, I want it to be tight and energy efficient. You know, that's, that's one high performance term. And then there's this, you know, they show me, oh, I want that passive house or I want something where it's super, super, he- you know, heavy on the insulation, triple pane windows. And so, well, let's really find out what you, why you want those things. Is it because you want to save energy? Is it because you want the house to be quiet or, or you just hate windows that have that where you feel like you're losing body heat when you're standing next to them? I mean, what are the real reasons you're, and maybe it's health reasons. A lot of people have those. So it's what is your value of this quote high performance? And let's get down to that. So we'll look at that and we can do things. I mean, 
there are simple things like just making the house super airtight, which I've seen the most increase in construction costs that I've seen from making a house super airtight. And that's, and I can talk a little nerdy about that in a second, but is 1% of the construction budget. So if you're, and this is like a two, a two million or a million and a half dollar house or something, or $2 million house. So only 1% of that was, was in addition to the original air sealing budget. And that was extreme. This guy, this, this, this contractor used, I don't know, hundreds of cases of caulking, which we don't use that the way that we don't do that technique anymore, but, but like hundreds of cases of, of, of caulking to seal his house. So, so tight. And, and that was, and that was his, he said, Oh yeah, that was less than 1% to to add all of that to the, to the budget. And so that's, and, and if you do that, then your system, your, your HVAC system gets smaller. Uh, there's less, you know, airflow in, within, between or in the walls, between the inside and the outside, the air exchange, which air brings moisture and it brings heat. Uh, and so those things, you don't want those, the bad stuff inside, and you don't want the good air that you're create, you know, you're producing inside to get out. And so you can do nothing else. Like don't worry about your insulation and just focus on that air sealing. And that you can, so less than 1% of construction, but you can make a home high performance in that respect, or you can go all the way and say, I want eight to 12 inches of insulation on the outside of my walls and my roof. I want triple pane windows and I want the house to be tighter, about as tight as you can go with, you know, and, and have the maximum, you know, super duper uh, ventilation systems and, you know, heating and air conditioning systems. You can do that too. That will add a lot of money to your budget. It's just, it's the same thing for finishes. You know, if, you know, high end finishes, or you can go with a little bit better than standard finishes. So it's, it's your, definition it's the homeowner's definition of what they want about high performance that determines that uh increase in cost and that's why i like to say just really focus on craftsmanship because people can associate to that just say hey we we build these with you know our craftsmanship is 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 very good you know and we 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 focus on that and durability we choose materials and processes that can make this house last a really long time instead of using passive house or high performance because those, yes, like you said, immediately go, oh, high performance, high cost. No, it doesn't. It's not always that. It's not immediately that. And I think because there's not a single definition of high performance, you can't just blanketly say, oh, it's anything high performance is is high cost because it's not you know? So yeah, it's, it's an unfortunate, it's an unfortunate connection there, but you know, they come to us and we sit, don't worry, we can, we can still do this and still make you give you high performance without you doubling your budget. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that that, and, and I'm glad that you took the time to explain that because I think that that starts to reveal sort of the, what do we do then with, you know, what, what do we do yeah. now that we've realized that this term is yeah. kind of, it has an overarch, but, but yeah. many, many nuances in there. And I think, you know, this is, as we've talked on the design side for, for now a couple of years, that convert, that upfront conversation with the homeowner, um, either directly or as part of the, of the build team and really, you know, listening for the phrases that they're using and, and where their inspiration is coming from and, and right. then provoking that conversation a little bit more. You mentioned, you know, we see the hashtag, uh, you know, and, and I, that's where that's where I cringe, you know, again, <laughs> as, as as a communicator and, you know, hashtags are awesome, but when people use hashtags just to sort of relay something funny and, sure. you know, we as communicators are trying to use that term to define something, you know, it's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, so, yeah. so when we're yeah. using hashtags on posts just to get eyeballs, but it doesn't actually yeah. directly relate to the content, that's, you know, that tends mm-hmm. to just drive me crazy because it's, yeah. it's, we're attracting eyeballs, but we're not actually providing the right education that then allows, you know, for an action to be, to be meaningful on the other side. And unfortunately, that's just how I'm wired and everything I, I do yeah. has to, no. has to result. Right. So no, um, I, I, I overthink, I overthink my hashtags just like that because <laughs> I, I want to make sure like, I know that the people searching for high performance homes will also just search high performance. So I'm, I'm, you know, it, I, I struggle to put high performance in just as a hashtag in there because well, that could be anything, yeah. 
but at the same time, it could draw them to, to, to ours. So yeah, in that communication, the honesty of it is difficult. It, you know, you, 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 you know that too. And so it's like, well, I, w- because high performance home, even there, there's such a variety there and, yeah. and craftsmanship, that's pretty, you know, that's pretty universal there, you know, it's not, but there's also levels of craftsmanship. <laughs> yeah. 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 You know, I'm, I'm really big on takeaways and, and, and making these conversations uh, actionable. So, you know, takeaway for, for guys, gals on the, on the audience side is I think, you know, as, as you're starting to listen to this conversation and, and whether high performance is a new term to you um, within your trade work or not is, you know, what, what does high performance mean to you in your world? And as you're presenting to clientele, what should they, what should the client be hearing and understanding as your presentation, your offering of high performance? And then Chris, what you commented on is, you know, you've got a question, you, you've got questions that you ask, take, you know, let's dive into that, that, that term a little bit more and let's flesh out the details specifically. What does high performance mean to you? And I think, you know, just as a kind of a, a, a takeaway here for, for everyone in the audience is, you know, start kind of wrapping arms and wrapping your brain around what that, what that means to you in terms of your offering and start yeah. to create, you know, create that message, get that phrasing in place and start to articulate it so that you get that confusion out of the, out of the way early mm-hmm. on in the, in the conversation. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, kind of, you know, pulling in the integrator into the side of it because this, exactly. is, this is so critical if there's a high-performance home conversation mm-hmm. from the mm-hmm. design-build team and the integrator yep. isn't familiar with what that is is intending, right. they're yep. going to come at you, and Chris, I'm setting you up, they're going to come at you with technology and a lot yep. of it. Now, yep. over in That's- your world... That does yeah. not a high tech or a high performance <laughs> home does not mean a lot of technology, right? This was the other thing that surprised me. So I teach yeah. you up, take it away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tech or not to tech in a high and performance. And I've home. got <laughs> and I've got my driver. Okay. Um, no, the, the, the um, so the, the our perspective on technology in these homes really came from our homeowners uh, and the homeowners that well. Primarily from a particular one single one single project that we had, it was an off-grid client, and they were they wanted to be completely off the grid, and you know they had they had their reservations about being connected to the man, and they were worried about um, apocalypse, uh, and you know I mean they they talked zombie apocalypse. I mean that's the, that they wanted us to get into that mentality and think about it in that in that sense. So as we were designing everything from the you know the entry doors to the, you know, the security courtyard and the mechanical systems, everything had to be to where it was so, um, it was almost like just the touch of a button uh, with the mechanical system to, I want to be able to operate these doors that open up to the, our beautiful courtyard with a pull, with a chain, you know, with a pulley of some kind. So that if, if we do lose power, if, if, if the, if the S hits the fan, then we're we're going to be able to open that door and still use this house the same way as we did before that happened. If a you if if the um, if black cloud cover, I mean, you know, we're talking they they believed that stuff like that would happen when the crazies invade our our compound. We want to be able to just survive like nobody else can and not really change our lifestyle. And so that was the. It was d- make my house as dumb as possible. And so we were looking at ways to design everything to be uh, resilient, uh, to be to, to last forever without having too many, you know, low maintenance, you know, talk about. And now the mechanical system, super complicated for, for, the, for the person who doesn't know mechanical engineering or knows how to build you know, electronics, do electronics things. So it was like for them, all they know is that little, you know, that thermostat or that controller. And they're like, tell me how to work that. Well, that was even too complicated for them. They needed three times I had to show them how to use that. And it was a basic, you know, it was a basic controller, right? But it's, but to them, I think it wasn't because they were, they didn't have the intelligence to do it. It was just that they wanted they wanted to go into this as look. I want to hit the hit a button. I want it to be warm, and I want it this temperature and go up and down and make it basic. So if they had technology, you know, they wanted it to be simple. Now they didn't get it all of it because solar solar technology none of that is simple. It will it probably never will be. And so, but you should see the control room for that 
20 kilowatt system that they have. I mean, it's it's impressive. And people, you know, Tim Allen and his buddies would just be grunting the whole, you know, as they walk into that room. But it's it, you know, so it's it's it, that's the technology that as much as possible, dumb it down. Give me, don't give me a smart home. Give me a dumb home. But you know, living in today's world, it's hard to 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 avoid that. And so I do it because I don't want to present technologies to to our homeowners or to anyone that will require more so much education. And like, oh, what do I do? I don't know how to tan- thermostats. Everybody's used. You know, a lot of people are used to those, and a lot of people, you know, and so they can kind of latch onto that, but it's just when you start layering more and more technology about your window shades and your um, things that it, if something goes wrong, they, they it can't compute it. And who do I call for that um, sort of thing? And so it's trying to simplify that and putting the money into the building enclosure to make it last so much longer and make them comfortable and healthy and uh, efficiency, you know, so that that's, that's where we're at. And, and we, you know, I was talking to you about, hey, we have a house coming up that the owners would love to have a lot of technology in it, make it smart. So it's it's a thing. It's a reality. People want it. And there's good stuff out there. I don't mean that it's not. It's just that uh, for those that are trying to just have a house to live in, be comfortable, they just say, take the technology, as much technology away and give me something that lasts. Right, right. And I think, you know, again, kind of it's how the conversation comes together from the start, not necessarily only at the start, right. but how it comes together from the start. And I think that there's, you know, how we present and the words that we use when presenting. And I think there's a, like the tech enabled home has much more of a reliance on the technology in order for the home to do what it does and for the occupants to enjoy everything that it is possibly okay. capable of. But then I think there's yeah. also the tech enhanced home, which it, you know, it doesn't have heavy automation. It doesn't have any heavy entertainment. It doesn't, you know, it, it you don't, you, yeah. you don't push a button because you can, and something will do it because you push the button. Yeah. There's an intentional, yeah. very intentional design and delivery of an, of, of the lifestyle experience. And I think, mm-hmm. you know, again, it's a real, real subtle differences, but just, you know, the terminology that, that we use. And, and I think the yeah. more of that kind of that dialogue that takes place from the beginning of the project about the customer's lifestyle, their interests, and what does that really mean? You know, and I think that, you know, as, as you brought at the off grid, and this was another one where I was so fascinated by your explanation mm-hmm. of off, off grid, you know, because we have a perception of what off grid means, you know, and, and, you know, oh, yeah. rivers, you know, and like, like and <laughs> there's, you know, and you just sort of, you kind of shift your, your thinking in, in, into a space that is, is really quite off. Um, and so, yeah, yeah. this is just, again, this is why I was just, I, I loved the conversation that, <laughs> that we had over yeah. the design on yeah. that side. I just had, had to revisit it, you know, and I, and I think it's, that this, we're, we're not going to solve it, but no. creating clarity. No, I think it's, crystal. it's a, it's a really fascinating thing, you know, that what we're doing and it's why I kind of, you know, dive, I dove into it because I just, I think it is fascinating and thankfully it was intuitive to me. And I, over the years I've, you know, I had that, um, I felt like, oh, well, how, how, how do you, how are you not getting this? It's so, it's so, and I don't, I'm not trying to compare intelligence levels, you know, between me and anyone else, but it was, and I, and so for a few years, I was just like, I'm, how does nobody get this? And I realized there are, there's so many levels to it. I had a, just a quick anecdote. Uh, my, my net, one of our nephews, who's actually older than us, uh, long story, but anyway, he called and yeah yeah Weird um, how that works. <laughs> yeah yeah we, we all have our strange strange parts of the family right um so so this so he called and um was saying oh i'm gonna i have to replace the roof insurance company said you know i have to do it because it's a certain a certain age and he said and i've heard to you over the years you know he helped us build uh, our nephew helped us build our tiny house in florida and we did that as a high performance uh, thing as well and he's, so he learned a lot on that project and he was fascinated like many are. And so then he called, he called and said, Hey, well, while I'm at it, can I just, you know, I'm thinking let's, let's do the, let's just put a little insulation on that, on the roof deck before I put the, the shingles back on. Cause I can, that's easy enough to just scrape the shingles and do that. And I said, and of course I said, well, what else are you going to do? Because it's not a, it's not a one and done thing. Like replacing windows is not going to save you 50% on your, your energy bills or just adding insulation to the attic. I said, what happens is you're creating a, an alternate 
uh, environment, microclimates, when you move that insulation layer. So the house has been working the way it has, the way it is right now for so many years. And so it's gotten, you know, the system's gotten used to it and your comfort level's gotten used to it. When you move that line of insulation to the roof line, instead of at the ceiling, you've changed now, you've, you've brought that attic into it. Well, there, by doing that, you've also disconnected that insulation from the insulation in the walls because there's a gap between the top of the wall and the roof deck. So there's, you know, I mean, that's just the tip of it. I could go on and on about all the things I had to explain to him. I said, look, you're, you know, to just throw insulation on there, you could create moisture problems. You have to make sure you have a nice vent, a vapor vent at the ridge and blah, blah, blah. And so it would just, there were, it, there's so much, just think of your body. And if you had to try to make, make a body work, make, it's like, okay, let's run the heart now and the lungs. And I mean, you, your body is so intricate, so complicated, a house and a system like that works the same way. Your building enclosure is a system. Your HVAC is a system and they all work together, just like your body systems do. And if you just alter one thing, you know, when you make a cut, your body is having to make a major adjustment to that and starting to heal it. You're having, your brain is telling you that it hurts and that you have to, it, you're, 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 you start to bleed. And so all these things are happening. It's the same thing with your house. When you change it, you create these different environments and you have to be able to adapt you have to follow it through. The whole thing has to be, you can't just do the one thing because you'll mess up everything else. And so it's, it is, it is a complicated thing, but that's why there are experts who can, you know, we, we consult with architects, builders, uh, all sorts of people in the building industry, interior designers as well to, because we know this, because we've had the experience with it and it does take someone who does understand it to help make those changes. And, you know, it helps at the beginning to do it correctly. And that's just, that's really where it's, um, should start there. But uh, if it doesn't, then later we can, you know, there's the experts can come in and help with that. So anyway, it yeah. just, my point is that it's, it is, there are very, there is a lot of serious complications with it. But once you understand the basic concepts, you can, you can go a long way. Yeah. 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 And I think that it, I'm glad that you mentioned that, that you guys, in addition to, to, to doing these on your own, that you also consult. And I think that that's the, the very important takeaway um, also from, from this conversation, if you're listening, <laughs> listening to this and this <laughs> is unfamiliar or, or all too familiar and you're looking for the resource, we're looking for more education, inspiration. Chris is your guy there, <laughs> your, your website, tons of information there. LG squared Inc.com is, is the URL there. If you're following along and you've got some projects there, I'm kind of, I'm setting you up for, for, for this, you know, is there, is there right. a particular project on, on your site that really kind of encompasses that which you do and that which you believe in, or is it sort of, does each one represent a, a, an element yeah. of it? Right. Right. Yeah. I think while well, the process is the same on all of the projects, some of the earlier ones before the, 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 the one that's really kicked off the high performance uh, niche for us was, was called the, it's, a, it's, it's in Grant Park, Atlanta. It's, it was, it's a historic home and uh, it's on Cherokee. I think it's called Cherokee. Anyway, it's the historic Grant Park house. And that one kicked off and that one has, we used spray foam back in the day. We don't do that anymore. And we, we, we have everything to the outside. And at, over the years, we progressed from, you know, cavity spray foam to exterior stone wool insulation. And, um, and, and, but that's the be beginning. Any project after that, you know, was what did incorporate all of the best practices that we know. And, and again, it was based on budget and based on just practicality and the design of the home. We changed up the wall systems a little bit here and there. The mechanical systems are pretty consistent, but the, the, the one project in there that kind of gave us an opportunity to do things to where, you know, like the, the, where the budget didn't change or the budget allowed us to do everything we wanted to do was the off-grid uh, homestead project. Uh, the Marietta project also, the Marietta uh, High Performance Home, it was pretty close to, we did a really nice, uh, you know, the building enclosure on that. The finishes were selected by the owner. She didn't, she just, in, instead of spending the money on interior design, she spent it on the building enclosure. 
um, the off-grid homestead, we did get to do the interior design as well. So that was, and the proud green home is another one we did interior design on. So, you know, those, those represent, I think the off-grid homestead is really represents sort of the, the ultimate. Now the style of that is industrial and that's not necessarily our quote style. It's just a style that the owners really appreciated. They have businesses in Atlanta that follow that industrial style. And they said, Hey, let's just, since we, we want that same style there. So it's not, it represents the owners. So whatever's on there. So, so I think that one is probably, we have several videos on those two projects, the Marietta and the off-grid projects that uh, in our, on our YouTube channel that we talked, uh, go, you know, some good videos about the, how those were built and how we do, how we do what we do to make it high performance and why. And so those those two are are kind of uh, feature projects for us, and I think that's where you'll find a lot of this, a lot of discussion about this. And then we have one that's coming up now that we're really starting to promote, and we're going to probably have a lot more video and blog content on this upcoming project uh, than any other project there. So, um, so I, but but I would focus on those two. Okay. So there's a little scoopler. You got another project coming up. That's Chris is going to be. Yeah, just so enough. you need to follow the man and follow the company <laughs> and, and yeah. you'll, uh, you'll, you'll, you'll get pinged when all of that starts to get released. Yes. One of the cool projects that you're working on right now, when I was talking about the education inspiration is this 1920s makeover ATL, which is a hashtag. 1920. Yes. 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 Makeover ATL. Leakiest house ever tested is the one that's currently on my screen <laughs> over here. <laughs> over yep. here. Yep. Super cool what you're doing here and 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 yep. kind of breaking down the different components and and doing a little bit of a deep dive into the different elements. Yes. But uh, tell us what's, what you got going on with that project and then and then we'll kind of start to wrap. Yeah. Yeah. Some owners, uh, they, these are actually developers. So it's, it's interesting that it's a flip house and they chose us to do this. And a lot of times the flip houses, you know, they don't, they want to maximize their return. So they're going to do as little as they can and hide it behind the, the finishes to say, Oh, here you go. And you know, a year later, things start to break down and you know, that's, that's the, tr that's the, the traditional, uh, uh, um, impression of a flip house this one we're actually going to take advantage of all of our what we've done and just we're going to go through the passive house certification process um, passive house is a it's not passive solar but it's passive house and it's a program that is similar to like lead and some of the other green building programs except it focuses on energy consumption uh, durability of the building enclosure because it has checklists for thermal bridging and moisture risk. I mean, it's it's really concentrated on the building enclosure, and it really wants you to use it. It actually gives you a a quantity of kilowatts per kilowatt hours per square foot. So they want you to reduce the amount of, of kilowatt hours you're using uh, in a home. And some of these homes that are like up north, they you you can. They, they they joke about it, but it's possible you can sort of heat a room or even heat most of your home with a tea, a tea, you know, like by boiling water. I mean, the heat and the moisture that come from that can heat up a room. Um, it's just they're so well insulated and so tight. Uh, in this case, it's, you know, we have to go with eight inches. We have to R31, which is double, more than double what the, the minimum is. And then on the roof, it's R60, which is almost double what the requirement is here in Atlanta. And so what we're doing, it's in 1920s. It was, uh, it's, it is a super leaky. It's the leakiest house ever tested by our, uh, uh, our Raider, our, our home performance contractor. He's, he, he, he does, this, runs a blower door test that, that tells us how leaky the house is. And it, and he said he tested the oldest house in the country. And even this one was leakier than that. Uh, it's, it's, four times yes thank you very much uh, that's but we we of course had nothing to do with it we just showed up and said oh test it because we didn't build but it's so it's four times leakier than what the code allows here in georgia and uh so we're gonna we're stripping it down to studs because there's a lot of rot there's a lot of termite damage the studs most of the studs and framing are in good shape they need to be straightened out a little bit here and there some of it is rotted and, and the termite damage is enough that we have to replace it. Um, but we're going to get it down to the studs and add, because it doesn't have any sheathing and the insulation in it that, that's in it is very poorly installed. So we have to redo all that. 
And so we're just going to, you know, and this, this is a great time to reuse an existing structure like that because lumber prices are 300% of what they used to be. So we, you know, to be able to reuse the structure that's there uh, is really an advantage here for cost. So we'll get it. And then we'll, once we get down to the skeleton, we'll, we'll sheathe it with uh, newer material that can give us that air tightness. And it's, it's really about the process of air sealing all the gaps and cracks. And anytime we have a penetration, like a duct or a window, we, we seal that really well with like a liquid flashing. And that's, so we'll wrap that and then cover the whole thing in, in eight inches of stone wool insulation, which is hygrophobic, which means it, it sheds water really easy. It doesn't hold moisture. And, and it also doesn't like, bugs don't like it. it, it it's fire resistant. I mean, you, if there's a fire in Midtown Atlanta, which there are a lot of trees here, uh, it's very possible that house could be the only one standing uh, if that, you know, if that neighborhood went ablaze. Um, and then fiber cement cladding and brick and things like that to help resist all that too. So all these materials we're choosing are ones that can last hundreds of years. And then how we're putting it together, we're, we're making it so that it protects those materials. Like all the framing will now be protected from thermal uh, expansion and contraction because all of that, all that insulation is, it's like a warm blanket around the building rather than, putting the putting that blanket in between your ribs you're putting it on the outside of your body and staying and everything stays the the, the temperature you want at the same temperatures inside and it's super tight good windows and all that and so that's our goal here is that we 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 build this way anyway but the passive house is something that people are interested in they want to know about it and so we're going to use this this will probably be the first passive house home in Georgia and so it's a great platform for us to educate, which is what we like to do in our projects. And uh, so we'll use that to educate and invite people to come see it. And that's why we have a virtual tour of this. If you, uh, there, there's a, a link for that um, as well. If you just, we can show, it shows the progress, all the videos that we have, you just walk through the house. It's really cool. They took pictures of everything, 3D, 360 degree photos, and you can walk through the entire house and see the progress and we'll have we'll update those pictures as the job goes on so it's a it's a super cool uh super cool project a lot of people are getting involved uh because they want to see their technologies and their materials get into a house like this and we got a lot of cooperation for it so we're gonna have some fun so cool so what's so what's the timeline on this we're starting we've got demolition done uh well, for the most part, we got probably two or three days left of demolition. And then we're going to be in the permitting process, which right now, just about all over the country, everything's slow because they're still recuperating from working from home and all that. So it's probably going to be another two months before we start to see any new construction happening, but we're, we're making, we're pushing that forward. And I think sometime, uh, probably about a year from now, we'll see a finished product. All right. So you've got a lot going on in this house and there's still much of a timeline to go. So this is going to be fun to follow along. And I know you've got videos on YouTube, the virtual tour, as you mentioned, we'll come back, come back to that. Talk a little bit about what's going, what's going into the house. Um, let's talk some brand new. who, who's, who's, who's participating yeah. and playing in the, in the space and sort of what's that, what's, what's their interest in, in a property like this? As you yeah, know. I think, yeah, I think the passive house thing is pretty attractive, but also just our, you know, our maybe the reputation, but making it a making it a showcase house is something that a lot of that we've we have these relationships that we built over the years. You go to IBS and they say, hey, come, you know, here's what we do, and we'd love to be in one of your projects, and so we'll call them and and say, okay, here's an opportunity, let's do this, let's let's really make a, a thing of this. And what it does is it gives them marketing you know, marketing opportunities. So we have these, these relationships that we've established. And so we've got, we've been talking to, and uh, with Costantino uh, with basically all of our hard surface finishes from top, you know, like shower uh, showers to countertops to even outdoor hard surfaces like the front patio. Uh, 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 we've got uh, Brizo and Delta uh, which are the same company, but they're, you know, the representative for them. We've got some lighting manufacturers that we haven't secured yet, so I won't mention the name, but um, also light switches. Uh, we've got uh, clean 
uh, clean vapor, which is like a radon mitigation system that's going to go under the slab in the basement. And, uh, and then, you know, uh, Mitsubishi, we've been talking to them. Rockwell is doing all the insulation. Uh, we've been talking to Huber about their zip system products and liquid flashing. So it's like a um, comprehensive, and then we haven't gotten our windows, but those people are really getting into this because it's a comprehensive, they appreciate our approach and the process that we've got going on and, and that we're associated with this, not just trendy, but something where the industry is going with this passive house, high performance, um, our codes are getting close to where the passive house standard is already. And it's going to get closer and closer as every year, every time there's a new addition, we get closer to that standard. And it's more of the same things that we're seeing, tighter houses, more insulation, that sort of thing. So there, everybody's wanting to get on to the bandwagon early. And so, because we're early adopters and practice, you know, practitioners of this approach, the, the, the high performance, people want to, are loving that. And they love the, you know, they love the, uh, the virtual tours and, and all that. So, so it's going to be, it's going to be a beautiful, beautiful home because of that. And we're getting some really nice uh, interior work. And of course the enclosure itself will be solid. So that, that, that's, that's who we've got so far. Cool. Cool. I can't wait to see where where, where this yeah. goes and ultimately what what the end result looks like. I, I I see a trip to Atlanta in my in my future and Please. Uh, have clients there. So I think that that has, you know, I think this is all going to work out. We're going to work really well. Yeah. Um, I mentioned the YouTube channel and we didn't uh, we didn't give the deets on that. So for those of you listening in, uh, where do they find you on yeah. YouTube and this project? Yeah, uh, YouTube is is uh, LG squared. Uh, just one one word, pretty simple. Uh, we've got LG squared underscore Inc is our Instagram uh, that we do a lot on there as well. And we do and, and on our website, we haven't uh, blogged for a bit. Uh, we've been focusing on videos and actually building pro designing and building projects. So our video content, you know, it's just it's just Jody and me, and so we don't have a full uh, video team and all that. So we're, but we're getting partnerships now to have to help with that. So we should see more video content here pretty soon, but that's those two, those, those three spots are probably the most, uh, you know, and LinkedIn of course is, is another spot, but uh, yeah. 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 Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. And you know, on that blog thing, I just want to comment on that. And this, again, it's this, the conversation came up with Veronica on design. On yeah. And I think a lot in the design build space are, are kind of struggling with that, that balance. Yeah. How do we continue our blog, but how do we introduce vlog? How do we support social media? How do we, you know, that, and I just want to say to everybody listening in is don't let that stress you out. It's, you know, there's right. like <laughs> being busy <laughs> is good and being busy is totally understandable. And if your blog is, is, is taking a little bit of a hit, don't let that stress you out. Keep it front of mind, though. It you know it is important to share to share what you do in the written word, and there you know there's everyone kind of consumes yeah. information a little bit differently. But don't let that stress you yeah. out if you feel like oh my god, in the last year I just have totally you know like we have yeah. to. It, you know it just it, yeah. it 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 just happens. You know it it just happens. So um, it so takes a lot. Of, it takes a lot of work. It's a lot of work <laughs> to do it, and and it's it's one of those when you're when here we are preaching about take your time with things and make sure you pay attention to details. It's like, it takes time to do that. And so to, to pull yourself away from that is to do these other things is a, could be a disservice to what your, your product, what you're preaching about. And so we're, we're first practitioners in this, in this business. And second, we're teachers and, you know, sharers of, of what we're doing. So we have to keep that in mind because the practicing pays the bills. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, and, and the video side of it too. And that is, that is no small challenge. It does get expensive yeah. fast and it's, you know, it's one thing to, to capture the thing, but then how do you, you know, post-production and that's really oh that's where the gold is. Yeah. So, you know, no, I, all... just, I, I understand that, that challenge. And I, you know, I just I appreciate what you guys are doing and building up, building up your YouTube channel and really, you know, in yeah. taking, breaking down the components of these projects and really helping lend that, that education inspiration yeah. in the midst of everything else that you're doing. So I compliment yeah. and commend you for, 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 
for doing what you're doing. And I Thank just you. am so excited to see this project Good. come together. But more Five. importantly, is I just appreciate you taking the time and talking about this potato potato thing and this whole high performance. Yeah. What does it mean to, to all of us as individuals? Yeah. So um, definitely, definitely yeah. learned a lot here today. And I hope that our audience did as well. One more time, if we would uh, just recap uh, name of your company, where everybody finds you, and then uh, we'll ride off into the sunset. Yeah, uh, we are LG Squared out of Atlanta, Georgia. You can find us at lgsquaredinc.com. Our YouTube channel is at LG Squared. And we have an Instagram, LG Squared underscore Inc. And you can email, uh, feel, on our website, you can contact us. We have our email address and a phone number on there. So feel free to reach out. We'd love to hear from anyone with questions or consultations or any kind of, uh, I'd love to work with anybody out there. Awesome. Okay. And I realized that we didn't drop in that virtual tour location. Yeah. So virtual <laughs> it's, tour. It's a mystery. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, if you, if you, we will drop it in there somewhere, we'll, we'll get it out there, but mythos media, M Y T H O S media.com forward slash 1920s makeover ATL is where you can find it. It's a little bit long, long address there, but we're, and we're going to shorten that eventually, but that's where you go. Mythosmedia.com forward slash 1920s makeover ATL. And uh, that's, that's a, it's a great, it's a fun little tour. You just sort of get addicted to like, click, Oh, let's go to this room and that room. And every room has a video in it. You can start, you just get lost in all of those, in all of that. So it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Good. All right. I think we've touched on all the most important parts and probably yeah. some that were that oh, maybe only I think I'm from, but there you go. My show, so. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> no, these are great. These are, these are awesome questions. I'm so glad you're questioning all of it. I'm so, you know, the, the curiosity is important to us. I mean, it's, you know, if we don't have it, then, you know, we won't, we won't do it, you know? So, so we have really appreciate that super good question, super good conversation. Awesome. Appreciate it. it. Appreciate it. Yeah. All right. Well, get back to what you do and do do so brilliantly and enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks again for joining for this episode of Connecting Tech and Design. From the listener perspective, if there's a topic you'd like to talk about, hit me up on social with a DM. You'll find me. Let's have the conversation and bring your story to life. Definitely love uh, exploring exploring all these avenues and and asking questions that others maybe so um i'm my show is your show let me know what you want to talk about and let's bring it bring it to light on connecting tech and design chris thank you once again hugs to you hugs to jody catch you guys on another episode of connecting tech and design take care anytime katie thanks so much for what you do